Hello everyone and welcome to another episode from Setting Stone, which is proudly brought to you by our sponsors, the Guitar Ninja Academy. Today's show is a bit of a mixed bag. We have um, going to be talking about COVID passports and potentially you may need one to attend shows. We'll be talking about some unfortunate and tragic news that's been happening in the world of music. And we'll be talking about some single reviews for the bands Zebrahead, who've got a track called Lay Me To Rest, and a band called Downcast, and their brand new track, Britannia Mills. Stick around, because that's all coming right next on today's show. Hello everyone, I hope you are all well and safe. Um, it's been a while, I'm not going to lie, I haven't really put anything out in a number of weeks and the reason for that is, firstly, unfortunately, I'm um, going to be honest with you, I contracted Covid, thankfully I'm pretty much over it and just dealing with a slight sniffle. Um, but having said that, it leads me perfectly on to what I want to talk to you about today. So one of the things that has been going on in the world of the music industry is talk of COVID passports, especially in the UK. And I'm assuming this is something that possibly might catch on around the west of the world. So what is a COVID passport? For those who don't know, a COVID passport essentially, um, certainly for the UK version, is a, if you like, a document that will appear on the COVID app to say you have been double vaccinated meaning you've had two jabs and essentially what that will means for you is there's talk of a lot of um, venues now I'm not sure in terms of what the size of the venue um, is asking for I'm not sure if this is going to be for 2,000 people or 20,000 people but essentially what is being suggested and banded around in the UK government is that anyone attending the show should be um, going to that show only if they've got a COVID passport. And as I said, to have a COVID passport, you need to be double jabbed. Now, personally, I'm coming round to this idea a little bit more than I was two weeks ago. Now, the reason for that is I'm not going to go and sit here and say, you all must be double jabbed, you must go and get jabbed, you must wear a mask, you must not wear a mask. At the end of the day, We've been in this pandemic for nearly two years. You guys and girls out there are going to be doing what you feel comfortable with. And it's not me, it's not my right to say what you should and what you shouldn't do. But for me personally, I will be getting double jab because I want to be attending shows. I don't want to be missing out. Now, initially I thought it was a little bit unfair for the government or any government for that matter to go, people attending the show must be double jabbed. But I kind of get it in the sense of, what else can you do to document and show that that person attending the show is safe? Now, equally on the flip side, I know a lot of you are going to go, but Rob, even if you're double jabbed, it doesn't mean you can't get COVID. Agreed. 100% agreed with you. And this is something that I've been kind of battling with in my head, thinking, well, even if you do present a COVID passport to go to a music gig or whatever else requires a, a COVID passport, it doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't got COVID. You know, there could be 50 people there and 10 of those people, all 50 have been double jabbed, but 10 of those people have got it. I think what we need to take away is, and this is the really key message, without trying to sound like I'm preaching and going to ban on about COVID, even if you're double jabbed, it doesn't mean that you can never, ever get COVID in the world. What it essentially means is that if you, if you are unfortunate to get it, 
your symptoms should be lessened because the, the double, being double jabbed and having the jabs is fighting the, the if you like the infection. COVID. Let's be honest. The, the, the word COVID is never going to go away from history. It's never going to be eradicated. Unfortunately, it's going to be something just like the, the common cold that a lot of people have a jab for every year and have done for many years. And the word COVID has just kind of replaced that over the last, what, since 2019, 2020? So, look, at the end of the day, whatever you guys choose to do, it's your call. I'm not going to preach you. That's not my job. I'm sure you will all make your educated, informed choices and you've all got your reasons for doing what you're currently doing and what you currently don't want to do going forward. But for me, I just don't want to be missing out on any shows. So therefore, I'm going to be taking this option because if, and don't get me wrong, it could easily change right now, believe me. The government could easily U-turn on this. But if they stick with it and say, everyone that's attending the show must be double-jabbed, I just don't want to be missing out. There's some awesome shows coming up in the UK. And now, admit these are all subject to go ahead. You've got Bloodstock coming up end of August. We're almost approaching August. Um, you've got Trigon coming over in November. You've got um, a Creeper tour with Wargasm, Static Dress and Holden Absence, which is probably one of the best British tour packages in a long time. That's happening in December. You've got Skin Dread doing um, some smaller venues. You've got NH Carry doing some smaller venues. What else you got? There's so much going on. And I know I've missed a few shows, but... The shows that I'm looking forward to going to this year, and and something that I'll come on to very shortly, I've probably like many of you, I haven't really heard live music or seen live music in a long, long time. That being said, something that I'm pleased to report this past Monday, I attended a local show for an awesome and up and coming British band, um, a band called A Thousand Thoughts who was supporting a band called Lanterns. Now, I've never heard of Lanterns, don't really know much about them, but for uh, A Thousand Thoughts, they used to be called Elsewhere, had a couple of lineup changes over the last couple of years, and put out um, a digital EP, physically putting out a vinyl EP that I think is out now on the website, and have put out digital singles. And I've been kind of following this band for a little while, I kind of stumbled across them by accident, purely by going to support another uh, uh, a mates band at a Battle of Bands event, a local event, and came across um, a thousand thoughts who were previously known as elsewhere. So that was a really surreal experience, kind of being back. Even though it's a very low-key show, probably 100, 200 people there. Um, very surreal experience seeing live music again for the first time in a long, long time. And I've got some awesome events on the horizon. You know, I'm looking at Trivia, I'm looking at Skin Dread, I've bought tickets to go and see Salem, I've bought tickets to go and see Creeper in London. And I think for me personally, it's going to take a little while for these, for me to realise that I'm back around events. And it's been really odd and horrible that that, I wouldn't say it's a right to go to a music show. No one's really got a right to go to a music show, but a passion, a hobby, a desire to follow music, support music has been taken away for so long and kind of being back around it. So perhaps it's going to take a while to kind of truly understand and um, this past show that I went to, yes, I, I know some of the... Um, one of the band members from the band that I went to see and I went with my wife but I think the next step is going to shows with my mates again and you know I, without sounding big-headed I've got friends up and down the country that I've met through various different bands that I've been to different shows and it's going to take perhaps that to kind of feel normal truly normal sharing the pint with, the, with my mates and chatting about bands and and whatnot to for it to go, yeah, live music's back and that whole experience. But keen to hear what you guys, you know, on these two topics that I spoke about, the COVID topic and live music, you know, what are your thoughts about 
this notion of potentially being double jabbed to attend the show or for that matter going to any sort of event whether it be a comic-con event um uh, an expo or a racing a sports event whatever it may be and also what's your thoughts on you know how are you guys feeling about live shows have you attended any live shows whether that was pre-pandemic like my my last show pre-pandemic was born of soup in birmingham which was 2019 which feels like a lifetime ago so you know have you guys attended any live shows before the pandemic during the pandemic or i guess now i guess we're not in a pandemic now right i guess in you know certainly in the uk that that terminology of a pandemic is gone so how are you feeling about all that you know what what are your thoughts on you know potentially having to be double jabbed what are your thoughts on attending you know being at shows again or you know have you been to a show recently have you not even you know been to a show since 2019 2018 so let me know your thoughts on that i'm really keen to hear your feedback please interact with me through setting the tone uk podcast on facebook and instagram um, you can even tweet us we're on stt uk podcast on twitter you know come on let's get a dialogue going about it so i'm really keen to hear your thoughts on those two topics they're for me they're quite important topics at the moment um in other news i'm gonna kind of switch this a little bit and go to a slightly um less hearty topic unfortunately it feels like for us as music fans in the last few weeks couple of months that the bad news has just kept coming um it kind of started off with cinderella's guitarist jeff labar who sadly passed away recently we've had mike howe from metal church who again sadly passed away very recently and uh, an article came out i think 24 hours ago stating that his death was um a suicide which is really really sad um and perhaps the one that people kind of well perhaps the two that people really resonate more with um because they're kind of more that will stick in your head is former drummer uh, former drummer from slipknot joe jordan who sadly passed away a couple of days ago um in his sleep um really really i think this one's still trying to hit me if i'm being completely honest with you guys that uh, i've loved slipknot for a long long time and the first time i ever saw slipknot i kind of got onto the slipknot bandwagon quite late so they kind of hit the shores over here in the uk what 99 2000 with some really early and shows that literally have gone down in history you know we're talking about Astoria and those type of shows and some of the university shows they played when they first came over but my first time seeing Slipknot was 2005 at Download Festival um they weren't headlining at that point they were I think two slots down from headline stage and I was really kind of like not fearful but on edge anxiety is probably the word of what what to expect I've heard all these stories about their on-stage antics and what they were about, and I, I just didn't know what to expect. I was kind of on edge, but I came away like, oh my word, what a band! This is—you've got nine people in the band, which is probably the most I've ever seen on on a stage um, together, apart from you know if you've seen orchestras, um, and it just worked. Like it was—it was a very well working machine. So I, I came away from that really impressed, and obviously I've followed Slipknot since, and then the. The last time, sadly, the very last time that I've seen Slipknot, I haven't seen Slipknot in a long time, which I'm kind of ashamed to say, was um, the headline slot at 2009 download, which at that point they had Joe Jules in the band, Paul Gray, um, Chris Fenn, Clown, Corey Taylor, 
uh, Mick Thompson and Jim Root. They had what I'd consider the obviously it's not the original line. I appreciate it was there's been members prior to that night that that nine member lineup. But what I would say is the then it's the formation that we've all come we had come to know and that was kind of the most successful nine. I think it's the best way of putting it. So anyway, this they came to download in in the June of two thousand nine. Um, first time headlining the venue. They've been going for I think 10, 15 years. The band and. I've never honestly in my life seen a band come to download and put that type of performance in. It truly was outstanding. And the only way I can describe it is seeing a band that was so, so hungry and they got, they got to that stage. I think, I think they were headlining a lot of festivals around that point. You know, I think they'd been booked on a lot of European festivals to headline, whether that be in Rockham or, um, trying to think of some festivals now. Um, I can't sign them. It's gone. Hellfest, Rockham, those sort of festivals, and many others. But anyway, they they come and they really had this desire, and they, a belief that they deserved to be headlining. You know, they'd work for it. They and they and honestly, it's probably one of the best ever live shows I've seen in my life because again, it was well, it was it was well drilled. Everyone knew what they're doing. Everyone was on point. There was energy. There was a desire. There was a determination. And thankfully. I think what made that download really special, without getting too emotional soft about it, was at the time my wife, who was my girlfriend, um, and in fact, let me correct myself, fiance, <laughs> had come and surprised me for the download and you know, she'd bought a ticket for the most metalist day out of the three days for download. And that was a really special moment for you know, for her to kind of witness her first ever download. If I'm honest with you guys, prior to that, the, the heaviest sort of show she'd ever be seen was stuff like Westlife, Bond of Soup. You know, she'd never gone anything heavier than Slipknot. So it was a really special moment for me personally. And, you know, it's a fantastic, I, I love download full stop, but it's a fantastic day and a really awesome experience seeing those nine guys at that time. And unfortunately, um, a year, I think it was a year after, Paul Gray tragically lost his life through, I think it was more just an accidental overdose. Um, and I've briefly seen Slipknot, I say I haven't seen Slipknot since that point, but I've briefly seen Slipknot um, for about five, ten minutes. Uh, headline, I think, in 2014, I was at the, that time, um, one of my favourite bands in the world were headlining the first stage, him, so I was watching him, and then after they'd finished, I was caught the last bit of Slipknot. Um, in fact, it's even more of a lie, because I've seen Slipknot headline download since. <laughs> That's a lot, I'm telling you lies here, guys, I'm sorry. Um, the last time Slipknot headline download was what 2019, so I've seen Slipknot since that point. I do like completely apologies, but anyway, the point is the, the last couple of times I've seen them, it hasn't moved that original nine that I consider the nine that we all have come to love. It's been with a couple of new members because unfortunately, um, Paul Gray, the original bass player, passed away. Joe Jordan, that time, whatever the story is, whatever you believe, had been fired or stepped away, um, fired. I personally think it was stepped away due to his medical issues that have come to light. And um, Chris Fenn, who is one of the percussionists, had also been fired. So there's been three of the out of the nine members have gone, three new members come in. So yeah, it was, it's, it's really sad. And I think it's still, what I'm trying to get to is it's really sad that Joey's unfortunately gone. I think he inspired a lot of, a lot of the generation from five, 10 years ago to whether it be song, write a song, pick up a guitar, or even play drums. He was, I think, 
Joey was a very, very talented guy and he could do a variety of things, but I think what Joey was really, really known for was playing drums in Slipknot for a long time. And, you know, he had signature snare, snare drums come out, signature sticks. Um, you know, a lot of people were really inspired by Joey to pick up a pair of drumsticks and smash the hell out of a drum snare and double bass kick because of Joey Jordan. So it's really sad that he's not around. And like I say, it's still, it's still hitting. I don't know why it's still trying to hit home because... Perhaps it's because Joey Jordan has been away from it's been away from Slipknot for I think coming up to ten years prior to his death. I don't I think the last album he played on and and did with the with the guys was All Hope Is Gone and hadn't worked on the Paul Gray chapter, hadn't worked on um, We Are Not Your Kind. So he'd been away for the last two studio albums, which has probably been about ten years. So perhaps that's why he'd gone off and done his own things. But most recently, for the last. I don't know two three years hasn't been in the spotlight, and I think that's probably because he's been battling a, has been battling a lot of his own issues, which is really unfortunate. So yeah, a really sad one. Um, the next one is um, ZZ Top's Dusty Hill. Now, I'm not going to claim to be a ZZ Top fan. I like ZZ Top, and I think the best memory I can give for you the uh, of my of ZZ Top and my memory is so. What's really, really cool and sad at the same time is that same weekend that Slipknot were headlined download for the first time in 2009, ZZ Top, I think, were second or third from um, headline on the main stage on the Sunday. Now, Download haven't done this in a couple of years, but Download used to do like kind of a mixture of bands across the weekend, as, as all festivals do, but predominantly Sunday was what we called the classic rock Sunday. So there was kind of more the classic rock feel for... I won't say the older generation, that's a bit derogatory, but, um, you know, kind of just the older bands, you know, your Aerosmith, your ZZ Tops, your White Snakes, just something for kind of a bit more for for the for different different people, I guess, different people that like different things. So that was my very first time and only time that I've seen Dusty and ZZ Top, and it was an awesome day. I remember it really well that, uh, unfortunately, it was just me and my friends, which was still awesome, but we're sitting on the hill, Drinking cider, really warm day, which quite rare for download. You know, download doesn't really get many nice warm sunny days where it doesn't rain and there's not mud everywhere. They they do exist. They have happened for download, but they are few and far between. But anyway, this day was perfect, sunny, warm on top of the hill, drinking cider, just chilling out, watching ZZ Top. And I and like I said, I'm not going to claim to be a ZZ Top fan. I know a couple of their songs, the more famous ones, the more well known songs, shall we say. But it was just awesome to sit there, chill, and listen to some blues and kick back. So, again, another really, really talented musician and artist that's not around no more. And I guess no one really knows what the future holds for ZZ Top. They were a three-piece band. Um, well, three-piece in terms of a guitar, um, guitarist, bass, and I think another guitarist. I think they had a touring drummer, I think. And I apologise if that's not correct. Like I said, I'm not a fan, so I'm not going to try and claim. So I don't know if they're going to continue on um, in time to come. You know, the guys are all in their 60s and 70s, so they don't have to keep doing this. They're just doing it because of the love of what they do, I guess. Like everyone that's in a band, you know, a lot of people will do it because of financial reasons, and a lot of people do it because they love what they do. So some really sad news there. You know, and obviously, I guess um, the other announcement I need to put in there is Mark Hoppus announced... I think late June, early July, that he's been battling cancer, and um, he's been he's got like this uh, kind of like a blood blood type cancer that is quite 
quite lethal from what what he's been putting out through social medias. So I wish I wish Mark Hoppus all the best. Now Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two has been probably again. It's, it's hard to really pull it in terms, but there's so many different bands and different genres that I love and. I know a lot of people will stick to one genre and for me personally, if I like a band or I like something, I'm not afraid to have 20 different genres on the playlist, whether it be pop punk, metal, rock, um, stoner, doom rock, grunge, whatever it may be, you know, if I like it, it's, I like it and I don't care, you know, if someone doesn't agree with my, my playlist decision now, at the end of the day, it's me that's listening to it and not that person. Um... So yeah, I wish Mark all the best. Like I say, it's been a really, it kind of feels like a massive kick in the gut again to, you know, music fans and lovers out there because, um, you know, all these different things are, you know, happening. People are unfortunately falling ill or unfortunately people are losing their lives. So, yeah. Um, sorry, guys, a little bit of a downer on that one. Um, but anyway, going to move over now to a couple of releases.
time the time was mine I'll see you on the other side Okay, so that was Zebrahead and their brand new track, Lay Me To Rest. Now, I'm going to be really, really honest with you guys. Zebrahead were a band that I saw once and have never really picked back up. I never really um, found the love for them and investment to kind of, you know, put them in my playlist and kind of follow them as a band. So I'm gonna, that's my confession out of the way. Um, I'm not going to make any apologies for it. It is what it is. Um, Zebra Head back anyway with a brand new track, Lay Me To Rest. They do have an EP plan for release on the 26th of November. As of yet, details of that in terms of its title and how many tracks on the EP are yet to be known. But they have announced details of their new newest member. So we welcome to the band Adrian Estrella, who I believe is on guitars and vocals. Now, I could be wrong. As I said, I'm not a fan of the band. Um, I've not followed them, so I don't know what's been going on in the world of lineup changes. But welcome to the band, Adrian. Um, I'm assuming that Adrian's vocals that I can hear there, the the awesome chorus that's packed with hooks, which I really really like. Um, it's a track that my thoughts on it are quite simply this: it's a track with awesome hooks, awesome choruses that I really love. I love the energy in the kind of punk to it which I think you can clearly hear in the track it's there it's packed with a really good high octane level um, and no doubt when you're hearing and seeing this track live you will get moving you know I think you might even have a little circle pit on the go which is awesome um, and the guitars are for a real punch so overall I really love this track and it's kind of a good um, if you like redemption point for me to kind of revisit this band and kind of you know, see if I can pick it back up. See if I can find a place in my um, library for this band. And if not, again, it is what it is. You know, it's just not meant to be. Um, but I really do like the track from Zebrahead. And as someone that saw him once, kind of wasn't in love, and has kind of come back so many years later and has been presented with a track of theirs and given it a review, it's not a bad track. It's really, really cool. And I like it. We do have the video link, the YouTube video link that's come out for it, a streaming link, so please go ahead and check those out. As well as, um, if you're not already familiar where to find Zebrahead online, we've got a website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a YouTube link, so please go ahead and check those out. Um, I hope, hope you do. Um, if you're a fan of the band, then clearly you know what to expect and uh, eagerly awaiting this release. Um, so next up this week, we are presented yet again with a, a new band, uh, a band called Britannia Mills, who I know very, very little to nothing about. So I apologise if um, if any information isn't on point. We've got their track Britannia Mills, which again is another high octane energy track, which I love. Um, and I think if you're not familiar with Britannia Mills, if you want to know what kind of what their their soundscape is. 
if you kind of compare Blink-182 and a little bit of Jimmy Weld to um, another band, someone like Neck Deep would be another band that I'd add in there. You kind of get an indication of what Britannia Mills sound like. Um, I really love the track. Again, as I say, it's another high-octane track. Um, I love the riffs. It radiates energy. It's got plenty of melody, plenty of hooks in the choruses. And I think what's really, really cool, Britannia Mills and Zebrahead tracks, You, if you were to see a Zebrahead lineup and saw Britannia Mills opening, I wouldn't be surprised. Why? Because they both the, both these tracks go hand in hand and would be awesome on the same lineup. So, yeah, I don't have any more to add for both these tracks other than they're really awesome. You heard Lay Me To Rest earlier. I'm going to close out the show with uh, Brit- uh, Downcast's track Britannia Mills. So, I hope you dig it. Again, please go ahead and check out the YouTube link, the social media links. As I always keep saying, I will never stop saying this on the show. We've all got streaming packages. What is it? £10 a month. If you hear something you like it, pop it in. If you don't, take it out. Nothing lost. You know, if you, at the end of the day, there's nothing gained if you don't try something. There's, you know, and if you don't like it, you haven't lost anything because you paid you £10 anyway. So, yeah, please go ahead and check those out. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay well. I hope, you know, I hope you have a lovely week. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye-bye for now.